0: Welcome to the 24 Club. This is a podcast about navigating life in the modern world while striving for sanctity as a young adult.
1: to the 24 Club. I'm Deanna.
0: I'm Dalton. And I'm Leanne. And we're
1: excited to be back. We took a couple weeks off because, you know, had a crazy move. There was a crazy storm in San Antonio. (laughs) A lot of things going on. But we're excited to be back. And today we're going to be talking about careers.
2: Yeah. So... Thanks for that intro. And before we go into our topic, Diana is actually going to jump in and we're going to talk about our Saint of the Week.
1: Yes. So our Saint of the Week is Saint Joan of Arc. She is awesome. And I think she's pretty widely known even like in secular culture. I see things with Joan of Arc quotes all the time, you know, like... One of her most popular quotes is, I am not afraid I was born to do this. I I love St. Joan of Arc for many reasons. She is part of the 24 Club because she died at the young age of 19. So she is known as a national hero of France because when she was just 17, she led the French army to victory over the English. She eventually was burned at the stake as a heretic, but 500 years later, the Catholic Church canonized her as a saint. So it's pretty crazy because she was very young when she started hearing voices, which sounds a little crazy, but she was hearing the voices of saints. And I read some biographies on her and it talks about how she thought she was going crazy because it wasn't just like the voice of the Lord. It was like voices of different women who had revealed themselves to be like St. Catherine of Siena and St. Margaret. And she didn't really... Listen to them at first, but then it got kind of to the point where she was like, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. And even though it seems insane that God would call some little girl from this little part of town to completely lead this whole revolution, I'm going to follow him. And so like the Lord does, he opened the doors for her to eventually lead this entire like revolution, which is just so, so crazy. And of course she had a lot of resistance, which I think is one of the most beautiful things about this story, because even though she was following the will of God and it was something so beautiful and impossible and the Lord did open doors with kings and like just crazy things that made it possible for her to accomplish this mission. She had a lot of people who thought she was crazy and who doubted her. And so, yeah, even though she did have an ultimate victory in the battle that she was leading, she died as... Yeah, being called a heretic and people didn't believe her. There was only a small group of people that actually believed that she was legit. And so it wasn't until years, years after that she was officially designated a martyr and then canonized a saint. So yeah, she is officially the patron saint of France, but she's also been called the patron saint of impossible missions and of courage.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, well, one, I didn't realize that she... Was said to be a heretic first. So that's something new that I learned today. But I've also just admired her courage, which I mean, it's really cool that she is attributed to courage because of how courageous she was at such a young age. And being the patron of Impossible Missions, I'm like, we can all use (laughs) her prayers probably because I know I'm sure most of us have impossible things come up in our life that we're like, how am I going to do this, Lord? (laughs) But he comes through. So That's awesome. It's just beautiful to see how someone so young can have the courage and the resiliency to do that. So
2: yeah, as you were telling her story, I couldn't help but feel like she's like the Catholic Mulan. Like I don't know. Like as 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 y'all were talking about it, I was like, that's there's too many connections right there. But yeah,
1: she really is. I never thought about that.
2: That's how I'm gonna see her from now on. It's just the Catholic Mulan.
1: Will bring honor to us all. <laughs> wow, we that's crazy. Can I say one last quote from her that I love? And I would encourage everybody to just like even Google Saint Joan of Arc quotes because she has so many good ones. I already said the one about I was born to do this, but there's something that she said in response to these Kings who were saying like, why would God speak to such a little girl like you? And basically like, you're pretty, I like, I think you're crazy and you're not in God's will. And she said, if I'm not in God's will, may he put me there. And if I am, may God so keep me. And I just thought it was beautiful because she had such childlike faith of like, okay, I'm going to go with this. And if I'm not, then like God will correct me. But if I am, he will keep me. And I just think it's just a yeah, beautiful example for us.
0: Yeah, thanks Diana. I mean, I hope everyone learned something new from that because I know I did. And now we can look to Saint Joan of Arc for her example and courage. But moving on into our topic for today, as Dalton said earlier, we're going to be talking about careers. What that means, what that has looked like for us, especially as a young adult, and I feel like that is a big portion of this time in our life of what are we called to do? What are we meant to do? And when we're there, how do we do it? And how do we do it in accordance with God's will for mission? And yeah, just continuing to live our our faith in a strong way. So Dalton, do you want to share first what your experience has been like when it comes to careers and how you've gotten here?
2: Yeah. So initially, well, for the longest time, it was a yearning in my heart to be a physician. We actually had an icebreaker question and It was like, what is one thing that you always wanted to do that is not what you're currently studying? And the thing that popped into my mind was to be a crocodile hunter because I was inspired by Steve Irwin, uh, RIP. But yeah, so I've always been interested in like science and I, I always felt like I wanted to help people too. And a doctor or a healthcare provider was kind of like the crossroads of both of those things. And so that's what I did, and I just pursued that in my degree. Even into my first couple of years of college, I had a few stumbling blocks and ended up changing schools. I took two years off. Uh, Life happens. And, you know, I was picturing this perfect finish in four as UTSA promotes it. But that didn't happen for me. And in all honesty, I don't think I would have it any other way because the people that I met and the things that I went through during that time of trying to find my way, that's, you know, those are things that I hold dear to my heart. Even though I didn't end up, you know, going into medical school right after my bachelor's degree, you know, here I am as a campus minister. But I think that God also offered me a chance to minister and use my perspective, I guess, or the the lenses that I see the world through and his ministry. And because now I can relate science to religion and I can kind of bring that perspective and help join those two things. I still have a very strong interest in the medical field and I don't know, like, I don't know what that's going to look like in the future. I have a few ideas, maybe, but I'm not dead set on like, you know, I have to take the MCAT now. I have to, you know, jump into, you know, school because time is wasting. Because, I don't know, medicine's always going to be there, and I feel like that calling is going to be there. But I've really taken the perspective of, you know, the career is where you are in that point in your life. Because there's nothing that says that you're doing life wrong if you're not living your childhood dream two years, three years out of college. Like, that's part of life. If you are, then fantastic, and kudos to you. <laughs> but, I don't know, not all, us, not all of us get to do that. And so... I'm really just kind of listening to see what the Lord puts on my heart, because I really do feel that a career is also a vocation. And so some of us are called to help the community and help society in specific ways. Um, And finding your vocation is not something that you can do when you're 18, taking a, you know, major, uh, looking at a majors list, trying to, you know, eeny meeny miny moe your way <laughs> into what degree you're gonna get so i would definitely encourage you like if you are questioning things like don't be afraid to stop and and start to evaluate um see where you're at see where you're going and don't be afraid to change course because you never know like the the path that you choose might end up being more fulfilling than one that you thought was originally going to be your you know one true calling um but yeah, so right now I'm, I'm kind of in the middle and, and looking to see where the Lord is going to take me next. And I'm trying not to stress about it, but also life moves too. So it's kind of like, how are you going to get to this next stage in life? But yeah, that's what makes life beautiful.
1: It's funny that you were t- saying that thing about Eenie, meeny Miney, Moe, because I was just telling a student yesterday how like when I first went to college I was like I don't have no idea what I'm doing like I just kind of you know you had to designate a major or at least in the program I was starting in and so I just I decided to be pre-med I don't know if I've ever told you this Dalton but that is nothing we all know like that's not my forte but I did it because yeah going into college I was just listening to my parents and like a lot of people in my life saying like you you needed do well for yourself like if you try hard enough, you can be a doctor. And basically, I just felt like this is what like success looks like. So I'm gonna have to try really hard. And literally like a week in classes, I was like, this is not gonna work out for me. This biology is over my head. This is not life giving to me. And so it's just funny, because what I thought success was as I was trying to choose my future career at that age is very, very wildly different than I think success is today, you know, like, I think it looks Yeah, it, I mean, and I think you guys would agree with me. But anyways, I just think that's funny. I ended up majoring in communications and public relations. And again though, like what I am doing now, which is I was a missionary on campus, then I was campus minister and now I'm doing social media or digital media marketing for a ministry and getting my degree in theology. But even when I was going through college, I remember being like, I wanna work in PR for like the greatest, I don't know, entertainers. And I even had like this, I think I don't know if I've told you all this either, but I had this internship at the San Antonio Rodeo where I got to to pretty much like work with all of the entertainment so I got to like work with the Ely Young band and the Van Perry and like pick them up from the airport and like drive them around and do like what I thought was going to be like my dream job but I remember after that internship even though I was like starstruck I felt this like emptiness still of like I don't know if this is like what I want to do for the rest of my life you know because the woman who hired me as an intern that was her full-time job and she got a degree that was like similar to the one that I was getting. So anyways, all that to say what I do now looks very different. And it's evolved over time. And kind of like what you were saying, Dalton, I don't think that yeah, not everybody is like on the track that they envision for themselves. But I think at the end of the day, as we know, like God does work it all out. And if you're meant to be somewhere like if you you have to put the work in, right, but you will, you know, accomplish that It just might look different. And more likely than not, your desires from when you start in college will change by the time that you graduate, you know,
0: Yeah. I mean, I can relate to both of y'all because definitely jumping on that wagon of didn't think I was going to be here. When I was in college, I got a degree in psychology, but it's funny because even in college, you know, I kind of knew I wanted to go to college. I wanted to do something different. I was first generation, you know, like all of these things, but I went to get my degree in psychology, but even going into college, I like didn't necessarily have like this set goal That I knew I wanted to do. I was always interested in people and interested in why people thought the way that they thought and why people were the way that they were, or all of these things. So, psychology just naturally fit with that. But I also didn't really see myself straight out of college, you know, getting a master's or continue on to school and then going into the psychology field. I just didn't see that. So, You can understand my confusion um, whenever I was a sophomore, junior in college, still feeling like that. And it was like, "Okay, well, I need to figure something out because I'm halfway through this and I need to see if I'm really in it or not. And that's where I started to see my desires for serving other people and understanding other people was coming from. You know, this call that the Lord was calling me to that was bigger than what I thought my career would be at the time, which was being a missionary as well. So that brought a lot of peace as well, of just recognizing, like, okay, it's okay (laughs) to do something that the Lord is calling me to that might not make sense to most people because it didn't, still doesn't to a lot of people. People still ask me, Are you still in school? because they don't understand um, (laughs) what I did as a missionary. So it's funny now, but. Yeah, in that moment, I had to really trust like, okay, Lord, this is still something that I can find fulfillment in and still something that can be a job for me in a way, quote unquote, but also still cater to ministry in that way, which led me to when I was discerning out of being a missionary, of again, listening to my desires. What were my desires at that moment? And recognizing what was consistent in my prayer, which was coming back home, being closer to family. Did I really have a plan? No. Um, Because I had to start from scratch again. I wasn't as prepared, honestly, when it came to, you know, all my other friends who had already their resumes prepped, who knew how to look for jobs, who knew how to submit applications. I was on the back end. So it was really hard being 25 and out of college for two and a half years, and not having experience with that. But I I put myself out there. I asked for help. I think that's so important as well, is it's okay to ask for help. And it's probably more important, you know, in our journeys is to ask for people's advice, um, ask for people to help you, because we all have different gifts. And if other people have gifts in career services... (laughs) take advantage of those gifts and lean into them and ask for their help because I know that's what really helped me in determining, okay, what do I want? Um, Now that I don't necessarily feel the desire to continue with my, my call as a missionary, what next? What are my desires? What does my personality match up with when it comes to A career or furthering my education, things like that. So I think it's important to just ask those questions. And also, I mean, I think all of us, you know, are obviously continuing in ministry, but I think it's important to highlight too, like, and we can go into this a little bit more. I want to hear y'all's thoughts. The importance of Not only looking at ministry positions, if you are faithful and you are pursuing your faith, (laughs) like it is okay to be an accountant and you could still be holy, you know, like all of these things. So I don't know. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on like what that can look like for people, because I think obviously we're biased and I don't want people to think, oh, well, they all went into ministry. So now I have to (laughs) go into ministry because that's not true. But yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on things like that? I mean, I know Dalton, you still have, you know, different advice on stuff like that. So, would love to hear y'all's input.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, our whole life is a ministry. And that's kind of why I said, you know, your career is where you are in life at that time, and that's what you're called to do. Kind of and I really love the quote that that Deanna said, you know, I trust that I'm in God's will and if I'm not, then he's going to place me there. Because, you know, it's it's all about taking the steps. And I love that Leanne, you know, you mentioned about like prayer and discernment because that's part of it too you know a lot of times we think that you know a career choice is something of the world and it's something like super like secular and it's separate from church life but no like we should do prayer for everything including career and yeah like that can look like so many different things i know one of the things that kind of like pushed me to the medical field was I was torn because I was in that same situation of do I do ministry and work for God in the church or do I go you know be a doctor and help people in that way and one of my my youth ministers he was working as a PA and he was like you know I use that as a ministry to reach people and he was like people come into the ER and you know they're they're broken and they're torn and they're like freaking out and I would just ask him like is it okay if I pray for you? Like then and there in the ER in the room and they would be like, oh my gosh, like nobody's ever asked to pray for me. Yes, please. And like that, that in itself is a ministry, you know, like reaching people that are not already coming to church or are not already looking, like use your career, use what you want to do with your life, what you have in your heart, use that to reach the people that, are around you because that's why God placed those desires in your heart is so that you can be that little seed in that area to grow, you know, where you're planted. But yeah. What about you, Diana? hundred
1: percent. Yeah. I love that you pointed that out. And I was thinking, cause yesterday in class, we started studying the book of Luke and I was thinking while you were talking like, yeah, God, he actually intends that for us. Cause if everybody who is living discipleship out decided to be in ministry, that would not be good for, for the world. And you know, St. Luke was a doctor. there even the disciples had different occupations and different gifts. And and so, yeah, I think that that is a very good point. And I also think it's so amazing that you prayed with people because I've had like maybe two doctors in my life do that and they made like a world of difference. I also think while why you're talking, Dalton, what I thought of was when I was a third year missionary with Focus, I discipled this girl who was pre-med and she was in California. So we were doing digital discipleship. And she really fell in love with God that year in a really beautiful way. And so when it was time to graduate, she was like, I think I should apply for focus. And she had never done any ministry. And so she was like kind of expecting to not, I don't know, she wasn't as confident as she should have been because she was amazing. But she was like, I probably with all these other women, you know, applying, they're super competitive. I don't know if I'll really, um, if, I'll, if I'll get it. And but she really felt this call to discern it. But she still loved and had a really strong desire to be in the medical field. She got accepted to focus. but. The whole point is one day she called me and she was like, I'm so confused because I was discerning this and like why would God call me to discern it? And I got in if he was wanting me to to, to do med school still, but I really still have this desire. And she started to share the reasons, like the, the desires that she had to be a doctor. And it wasn't just for financial security, which that's not a bad thing. Like we should want to be financially secure to some of, to some level as human beings, right? Like God wants us to be smart with our money as well. So I'm not trying to say that, but she just had beautiful reasons behind it. And I just got to like talk to her about that. And we both kind of came to the realization that the Lord wanted to give her this gift of discernment and maybe show her the gift she had in the way that she did so well in her focus interview, but she was ultimately, she still felt called and that was like where her deep desire was. And that was actually a beautiful thing. So anyway, she got to start a Bible study with her med school group and she's continued to live out discipleship in a very beautiful way. She even brought a group of people to the focus conference that next year. Anyways, I just thought that was, that was so eye opening for me. Cause I, I think often like when we're discerning things like that, we can, we think the better option is the holier option or like the one that looks quote unquote holier, but that's not, that's like the wisdom of, of the world. Really the wisdom of God is, is different and he works through our desires. And anyways, I just, I thought that was a beautiful example of what we're talking about, you know?
0: No, yeah, definitely. And I think it just kind of pieces together points that we made in our previous episode. So if you haven't listened, now's your chance. But when we talked about putting God in a box, yeah, like, do we truly believe that God is present in my cubicle at my marketing job? Do I believe that God is present in my missionary job? You know, like all of these things, like we can always ask that question because God is not in this box of well, he's only in my work if I do something for the church. Like, that is not true. So how can we continue to ask him to give us disciples where we are? And Jesus modeled that perfectly for us, you know, of like how he invested in the people who were around him closely, very intentionally. And we can do that anywhere, no matter where we are. So, yeah, I think it's always important for us to to come together as young adults and, and share that truth with each other because, If not, I mean, especially in today's society and how cutthroat it is when it comes to career choices and all of those things, like we need to come together and say like, that is not the end goal of your life. You know, you shouldn't be miserable. Find joy in what you are doing in that moment. And also just like highlighting too, like you don't necessarily have to go to college either (laughs) to, to achieve this, to achieve a successful career. Like I think It's so important in in this COVID times and just like these, as we grow into adults, I think it's more highlighted that you don't have to have a degree all the time to make a difference in the world. You know, um, we were talking about this in one of our meetings with some of our students, like the people in the shadows sometimes make even more of a difference than people who we see all the time you know doing all of these important things it's like well if we didn't have that plumber then san antonio would have been in even bigger trouble when thousands of homes pipes bursted a couple of weeks ago during the unexpected winter freeze you know like small things like that of like your career can be something that you put your heart into that doesn't necessarily live up to societal norms so i'm off my soapbox now thank you (laughs)
1: Yeah. One more thing I just was going to say that I think I wish I would have learned earlier in life. (laughs) Not that I'm that old, but (laughs) it's like also your job, even though, yes, it is work and we're meant to work and work takes effort. Your job should be something that you enjoy and it's life-giving. And I think I, I, not that my parents, I mean, they're wonderful. And I, but I, I grew up around a lot of like, they didn't really like their job. Like they did it to at, at certain points. Now they're in different places, but when we were younger, like They did it to, you know, to pay bills, to put food on the table, and that was what they needed to do. But I think that that is like kind of a mindset of a lot of people, and that's why they go after things that they're really their heart's not in, just for financial security or whatever. But like your job, it shouldn't feel like work. Like to to really be in the place where I think that you'll be most alive. Like it's it's God's will for us, and that um, it's just it's a gift that we get to get paid for it. But um, I would so I would encourage anybody to really like if they're in a place where they're not really like coming alive or at their job or they're not really feeling excited about the career path they're on, no matter what age you are. I think like taking an inventory of like, what does make you come alive um, is a great place to start because yeah, it's not fun to not like your job and there will be days where you don't love your job. We all know that. Um, But overall, like you should, should enjoy
2: it, you know? Thank you for sharing that because that leads into the point that I was going to share is let yourself be content because I always felt like I was behind and I had to catch up. And so, you know, in the world right now, there's this mindset of like getting ahead, being a step ahead. And even my grandma, like, you know, she's always telling us, like, do things to put yourself above everybody else. Like, you got to do things to get a step ahead. And like she's doing it out of a caring place. But I was driving one day and, you know. I drive a little fast sometimes, but I was going through this like crowd of cars and I was like squirming my way through and I made it through that group of cars and I saw open road in front of me. I was like, yes, I'm finally like I passed all of that only to look further and see that there was another group of cars waiting. And so I was like, oh no, I'm behind. And like automatically like that mentality switched of, you know, from being happy to have gotten through what I did to now. I'm feeling behind again, because now there's somebody else in front of me. And I think that's the, you know, quote, unquote, rat race that we fall into, is like, always feeling like we have to catch up always feeling like, you know, oh, well, so and so has this. So you know, I have to be doing something of that same magnitude. And it's not the case, like, let yourself be content with where God has you. And I think I would have saved myself a lot of stress had I learned that earlier on.
1: (laughs) Dang, that is so good, Dalton. I love that analogy. Thank you for sharing that. That's
2: really good. Yeah, definitely.
0: Awesome. So thank y'all for sharing. I think, I mean, I learned a lot just from y'all too and learn new things about how we got here from our journeys. And yeah, so we would just continue to encourage you to evaluate where you are and invite the Lord into these things as well. That's also pretty important if it's not obvious from all that we've shared to invite him in into this discernment wherever you are and to to see Where am I finding joy and fulfillment? And again, not that it's always rainbows and butterflies, but where's their peace? And how can I go into that a little bit more? And who knows where the Lord might be calling you? It might be somewhere completely different than what you think, but it might be exactly the same. So yeah, we would just encourage you to continue to look deeper. So with that, this brings us to the end of our podcast for today. And we are so excited to continue to get back to our weekly schedule soon. Now that we're settled in, Deanna is settled into her move and we have um, resettled things here back at headquarters. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so we are so excited to continue to journey with you. Yeah, I
2: really appreciate being not frozen, and nice and thought out. That music that you heard in the beginning is Until We're Old by Noel Montenegro. He has a website. He's got merch. He's on Spotify. So go check him out.
1: Well, thank you guys for joining us this week. We will talk to you next week and know of our prayers for you. Please pray for us. And St. Joan of Arc, pray for us.
2: right uh-